Praise God. Well, as we look to the word this morning, I just want to uh, uh, reference last week on the miracles. Every miracle needs a moment. Every miracle needs a moment. And in every miracle, there is a message about the miracle maker. And every miracle has its own method. We don't put it in a box. And every miracle needs a manger. It needs a manger. So today, we're going to talk about what was in that manger. And there's so many things, but it's the divine hope. The divine hope. So let us pray. Father, this morning, there's real cause for celebration. You are worthy of all our praise, all of our honor. And God, we want to capture the message that you were trying to bring in this beautiful, lovely, and amazing story. Not a fairy tale, but an event that actually took place and happened designed by you in the eternities past and fulfilled and brought to life in the time of man. So thank you. Let that same grace that officiated that great event on behalf of mankind, may that same grace officiate great events because of that event in our lives on a daily basis, impart and put the message of hope in our, our lives, we pray. Bless the families, the moms and dads, the sons and daughters, each member, whether friend or family, may the grace of the Lord be upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. This morning I'm praying that it'll be not just information that we get, but impartation. And as we talk about it, the message, the divine hope that Christ has brought to us, that, you know, the Holy Spirit will just kind of seed it and water it, and may it bring, you know, hope this morning. Uh, let's do the verses this morning, Andy, shall we first, that just kind of help us frame this. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Let me know that's hope. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For mine eyes have seen your Salvation. Isn't that amazing that he was recognizing, you know, the miracle which you have prepared before 
the face of all the peoples. All the peoples. A light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. There's a tremendous expansion that's going on in this moment and this time. For the law made nothing perfect. On the other hand, there is the, the, there is the bringing in of a better hope through which we draw near to God. My favorite verse, at least right at the top. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. Abraham, in spite of the fact that there was no hope, didn't let it stop him. In other words, everything natural and circumstantial that often is, you know, uh, present, all the things that might make the promise fulfilled had vanished. But a hope that was beyond the natural, a hope that was rooted in the word, a hope that was based upon a promise. That's what he clung to. Promise that, a hope, of course, that was not just how can I say it? Natural, but a hope that was divine. See, natural hope is is a is a desire that has plausible reasons or basis for it to happen. That had all been or gone by the wayside. But divine hope breaks through those limited barriers of time, circumstance, and impossibilities. We talk about hope. We hope the weather will be fine on vacation. We hope that our favorite team will win the Super Bowl or... We hope that we will get what we've asked for for Christmas. But in in that case, that hope lacks a sense of certainty. It is more about a wish. 
We wish it would happen. It's one of those where we keep our fingers crossed, hoping. Yeah. Come into the mix of, the, of it, we find and discover that many of the things that we hope for don't actually turn out. And in that case, hope is fragile. In that moment, optimism gives way to disappointments. Feelings set in of discouragement and hopelessness and and left to hang around, we be, become critics. Cynics. And we lose hope. It says in Ephesians chapter 2 that before Jesus Christ, that we were without hope in the world. No hope and no God. Think about it. Hope is so essential and so important in our lives. It's a cord of attachments, it's a lifeline, it's a stabilizer. He who had this God hope, this divine hope, had hope against when there was no hope. Yes. Hope is to the heart what seeds are to the earth. You can eat bread, and without hope, your soul will slowly starve to death. Without hope, life becomes sterile and uninspiring. But Jesus Christ came for hope. The hope this morning is that road that makes a road where there is no road. It is something that is powered by the word of God. Hope can turn the retreating soul into Waves, you know, of momentum propelling us forward. Hope. Hope is lives beyond circumstances. These all died in hope. Not having received the promise, but having seen them afar off. Hope gives you supernatural 
sight into the future. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so my question I ask myself this morning, is my hope filled with joy and peace? Has it reached that element, that, that expectation, that assurance that had reached in Abraham's life that who against hope never gave up? He was not moved by it. Hope is such a major value in our life. It causes our dreams to be conceived and, it, and our destinies realized. Hope is, is like that launching pad. You hope for something. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hallelujah. The operative is there's got to be hope in order for faith. To reach. And this hope is based upon evidence, the evidence of things not seen. Hope is is a starting line. Hope feeds the soul, it's like oxygen. Watch somebody who has, who's living in hope and somebody who's not living in hope. Their smiles are different. The twinkle in their eye is different. All because hope is feeding. Why do you need hope this morning? Because That's where the future is born. The substance of things hoped for. When those gaps in life, in those moments in the waiting room, hope is that stabilizing factor. Hope. Divine hope is the effect of God on you and I in the present. The effect that God has on us. I have come that you might have hope. And that you might have it more abundantly. Hope oftentimes is waiting for your yes to break into your world. 
Because when Mary said yes, the door opened for God to come into our world to bring hope. If she hadn't said yes, there wouldn't have been an open door. But when she said yes to the will of God, when she said yes to the way of God, a door of hope opened up. You see, yes is important in life. It's the seed of hope that God plants in you when you open the door to his son, Jesus Christ. Are you seeing that this morning? Your yes Yes, yes. And all of a sudden, because Mary said yes, the entrance of hope came into the world. It was such a dramatic moment and such a dramatic time and such an important event as far as God was concerned that he gathered the angelic choir. And he engaged him in the announcement. The announcement of hope. Yes. Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born and unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. God says... My son comes into the world, and when my son comes into, your, into life, he'll take charge of your life. That everything can rest upon his shoulders. He takes the worry out of it, he takes the frustration and the hopelessness. Yes, there was hopelessness when Jesus came. That first time, the landscape of life when Jesus entered the world, the mood of Israel was anything but hope. This proud nation now was a servant and a puppet of the Roman Empire, which was pagan. People lived in defeat because of burden. And they had been given a promise centuries before of a restoration that would come. And that they would be restored to their former glory, but all of those years it never happened. They may have forgotten They had 
fallen into hopelessness. But the God of hope remembered. Do you remember the children of Israel as they're being led by the pillar of fire in the cloud? It says that cloud was set there. And of course, you know, it says that God looked out of the cloud. And God saw. And after God saw, God moved. See, miracles got to have their moments. And they got to have their reason for being. God does not just showcase his glory for the sake of showcasing his glory. There has got to be a reason and a moment for it. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I have seen your salvation. The eyes of those that recognized. The shepherds return with rejoicing. Zechariah is able to now leave life. All because of hope. Of hope. In that manger lies hope. Yes. You see, when God started creation, he started it with hope. And it says that let everything break forth after its kind. For hope that is seen is not hope. Think about it. To inspire the future, God says, I'm putting in the seed of hope and possibilities. Hope comes in different methods, different ways, different means, and oftentimes people don't recognize that hope. And recognize the hope in the manger. Bethlehem. Those miracles that you want, those miracles that you're that you've been praying for, they come wrapped, not always recognizable. They may not be at the most, first and foremost recognizable. And the miracle also may come to you, and it's not, it doesn't has not come full term. The potential 
the savior of the world, the king of the universe. Lay there. How big is a baby? About 18 inches long, 19 inches long. It doesn't always come full term. But it grows. Hallelujah. It does. Starts in small packages, but it grows to everything that has been promised. It grows to it. When Abraham received at a hundred years old Isaac. It didn't look like a full nation, did it? But within it, it had the potential and the promise behind it to become millions of people. It started out in one location, but ended up going to all of the world. Started small, but become fully developed, and by and large is still in the development fulfilling stages of life. And you are part of that. God hope. Amen. Absolutely. The important thing is, is how do we see Jesus? To some in that day, as they looked at him, they said, is he not the carpenter's son? We know how important how we see Jesus is, is because, you know, when Jesus questioned Peter, he said, who do you say I am? He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed art you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven. You've had a major breakthrough. And when you get a breakthrough, all the possibilities. It might be that your miracle needs some nurturing. It might be that your miracle needs some attention and care. Always more than a baby in a manger. you begin to interpret the signs that accompany your miracle your miracle in the making the wise men said we have seen his star
They were not looking for a baby. They were looking for a king. Yeah, they were looking for a king. And they recognized it. There are stars in our lives. Guiding stars. That are there to point the way. For when he, the Holy Spirit, has come. Oh, hallelujah. There is a bright star in our lives, church. There is an amazing guiding light. Endeavoring to shine into the, into the depths of our soul. So that it might illuminate the plans for our lives. Holy Spirit. When he has come, he will guide you. He will teach you. More than a baby. Now I know that we know all this. But to think about it, that when you're looking at this Christmas season and demonstrating again and telling the story, know that he is a light to the Gentiles. Paul wrote this. He says that Jesus must have preeminence in everything. Preeminence in everything. The scope of God's promises through this child was opened up to the whole world. I, by in natural birth, am a Gentile. And I had no hope. I was without God. And then Jesus came. And he included me. He included the whole world. And Jesus Christ is that invitation to all humanity. That you can now be part of the covenant of promise of God. Made to the forefathers. Made in Genesis, the first chapter. So he's a light. It says... He's the blessing for all nations. He's the son of David who would rule the world. 
He's the child of Eve that would crush the enemy of humanity. Yeah. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I know it's bad, and I know it seems to be getting bad, but God hasn't diminished in size, in power, or in purpose. hope is really about being on a journey with Christ yes he has brought in a better hope Jesus where do I turn to where do I run to I go to the God of hope. Hope. Yes. When our life begins to seem to sink from hope, be paralyzed. Because hope has taken a major hit. It's like the ship. It's not the water around the ship that sinks it. It's the water that gets in the ship that sinks it. And hope keeps the water from getting inside and sinking your ship. Now may the God of hope fill you. With all joy and peace and believing. He wants to elevate our hope, our believing to the point where, you know what I mean? It begins to inspire our our lives. Always reaching forward and moving forward. It's, it's as an engine that's empowering us. In fact, this hope, if you look at it in reality, it gets the winner of the best possible emotion award. Hope is tremendously powerful. It makes you, with its present, it makes you well. With its absence, it makes you sick. It does. Hope is one of the strongest medicines that you can take. for the misfortunes that happen. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but hope realized is a tree of life. 
Christ's birth is the birth of hope. Not a hope with your fingers crossed, but a confident and courageous optimism that's rooted in the certainty of God's word and the certainty of the almighty God. The Lord shall give you a sign and a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and you shall call his name Emmanuel. God is with us. These are not just religious terms they become something of a seasonal expression they are declarations of the most high God God is with us God is Working, God is designing, God is fulfilling. Without the cradle, there's no cross. Without a yes, there's no hope. That arrival in the manger, that hope was hope for the forgiveness of sins. It was hope for a bright future. If we had hope only in this life in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. It breaks the barrier of time. It shatters the walls of the grave. It illuminates that we might see past the present. In that hope in the manger is the hope of God's presence and God's power for daily living. That very hope also enables us to forget our past and set our sights on the horizons of of God. It's not just another wish. It comes with the affirmation, it comes with the guarantee. Hallelujah. May you be filled with joy and peace in
believing. Jesus said, I am the gateway to hope. Anyone who enters by me, anyone who says yes to me, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Yes. An invitation from him because he has broken down every barrier, every fence, every sin, every bent, every debt, every grave on our behalf. And he just simply waits for us to walk through the door. Yes. Is the key. Yes is the word. Details, details, details. How are you going to do this? Can you please fill in the few blanks? Okay, I'll just give you a small smidgen of the picture. The Holy Ghost is going to get involved. (laughs) The Holy Ghost is going to get involved. There's going to be an overshadowing. And there's going to be a seed dropped in you. Yes. Yes. You most likely will be involved with your miracle. It will not come independent of you. You become the manger. You become the manger. Of the hope for your miracle. God needs mangers. Be it unto me according to your word. Based upon what you have said. Yes. So my musicians come this morning because we do have to accommodate the the children. See, it's like this, church. While love is the heart pumping. Hope 
is the blood flowing. Think about it. Hope is what he came came to give. Yes, amen. Thank you, Lord. It's better to eat Twinkies and hope than broccoli and despair. First <laughs> Corinthians chapter thirteen says that sacrifice with out hope is lifeless. It is. Now I'm not suggesting Twinkies and broccoli, but I'm trying to show us how important it is. Somehow we cultivate, you know, hope of anticipation. You know what I mean? And that sometimes we've got a hope against hope. That is hope against natural hope. This baby is what we need in our lives because he's the Prince of Peace. And that's so important because the world and the enemy is so great at creating guilt and shame. They're like terrorists in your life, they hold you hostage. Hold you hostage to your past. They harass you in the even present moment. Endeavor to hinder your future. But this Prince of Peace. He keeps the water from getting in the boat. <laughs> yeah. And he goes on, of course, and all the names that that he that he that he is. Peace on earth. Goodwill toward men the whole story again after how many years you may have heard it 
is designed to, again, make you and I pregnant with hope. Hope for today. Hope for tomorrow. God has come into hopelessness. Yes. I don't know exactly how your life may have been unraveling or if the pieces are well put together. You can have hope living inside of you. when everything is dead around you. Hallelujah. When everything natural, Abraham and Sarah, the womb is dead. Abraham's dead too. Yeah. He's finished, man. I won't go any deeper with that. But he hang on to hope. He hang on to the promise. He found a word of the Lord. And he hung on to that. And one day, one day that which was dead started to come alive. One day, the promise that was made started to emerge from the manger of his heart. Born. Just as a baby. But was designed to become much more than just a baby. Your miracle, your life is designed to become much more than just the birth of something. You're just a cradle to something. Just a cradle to something. Isn't it interesting that this whole thing about Christianity is about birth? Birth and development. There's a seed deposited. There's a new birth that takes place. And as we stand with me this morning... When that kid's song is sung more than a baby in a manger, it really is, church. And last week we talked about trying to break casual Christianity. But I can't get you to break casual Christianity until, you know what I mean, you see hope. Hope.
I can go ahead and get you all the material that there is and put them in a nice spot for you and arrange them perfectly so that you can build a boat. But the best way is, is for me to somehow get you to dream about the horizons. And you will build your boat once you see the horizons. And that's what Jesus came for, is the law brought all of the material. You need to build a boat. You need to build a boat. And he came to give you a vision for the horizon. And then, hallelujah, you'll be inspired to build the boat. Give the Lord a praise this morning. Hallelujah. I hope I make sense. Praise God. Let's make this Christmas about Christ, about Jesus, about hope. Hallelujah. Because that's why he came. He just needs your yes. Your yes. I remember, I should shut up, shouldn't I? Oh my goodness here. When I came to this place, you know, almost 50 years ago, because my dad was before me, it was when I said yes. It's when I said yes. Okay. That God went and took care of the rest. The yes must come before the rest. And when you get your yes, he will take care of the rest. Father, as we leave this house this morning, as we celebrate this season, as we go on with our lives, Lord Jesus, our whole life is a miracle. God, but there are those moments in the times with God encounters. Oh, Lord, when the seed of our miracle is planted in the manger of our heart, Father, and we want to have hope that is filled with joy and peace. So thank you, God of hope, for filling us with joy and peace in believing that we may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Go with God and he's going with you. Hallelujah. Amen. You're dismissed.